0: Can you please introduce yourself
1: my name is victoria bermudez otherwise known as experience v or v i have yeah i would say those are like my three main names victoria bermudez experience v or v i'm an actress i'm a music artist i'm just all around a creative artist born and raised in queens new york i rub queens pretty hard i feel like like my whole tagline is queen's girl putting you on to greatness so Mm -hmm, yeah that's who i am nice to meet you all
0: (laughs) (laughs) so what was life like growing up in queens
1: life in queens was um really diverse i grew up in elmhurst okay and yeah I, i would say in this area it's surrounded by corona and jackson heights and there's a lot of Asian, Southeast Asian, and South American people on this part, in this parts of Queens. Um, yeah, it was extremely diverse. I grew up around a lot of Latinos, primarily in my area, because that's, that's, you know, that's the big gist of the people out here. And um, I was, I'm Puerto Rican, Cuban, and Black. So, and I didn't speak fluent Spanish. I still don't speak fluent Spanish, but... <laughs> Because of that, I feel like I did grow up around a lot of racism. Latinos are very racist, believe it or not. Like, especially South American Latinos.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, They're very racist. And shit, even Caribbean Latinos are racist because people just despise uh, being Black, unfortunately. Right. Um, Obviously, back, back then, these conversations in these spaces weren't as uh apparent and, and available as they are now
0: yeah and thank you for being so um honest about it you know yeah Not people would just come out there and say that so thank you I'm pretty sure a lot of people would be happy that it's being said and actually you know there is a growth in people like acknowledging that but you know, it's not often that people just start off explaining their experience and then boom. So, yeah, let me tell you, like, yeah, that was pretty cool. And racism. <laughs> you get what I mean? So because yeah, that for- was
1: like, yeah, that was a huge part of my my life, I feel mm-hmm. like. So, yeah, I just think it's important that I mention that all the
0: time. I And, you know, also people have this perception of Queens, like it's this like happy go lucky yes um middle middle income like family like
1: yeah no i mean obviously i feel like every borough has that Mm -hmm. every borough has its poverty you know their middle class and their uh the rich um middle class and you know there's there's people in queens that go through poverty or live in poverty and then there's not I, thankfully, I, I never, I, would, I wouldn't I would say I grew up really poor, but, you know, there were times in my life where we weren't financially stable, um, and thank God my mom is hard-working, hard-working single Black woman who, you know, managed to get herself up there financially and take care of her family, so shout out to her.
0: And that's a good segue into the next question. I appreciate you bringing up your mom. So what does femininity mean to you we're gonna get into like what femininity tips did you get but let's start off with like what does femininity mean to you
1: femininity i could never pronounce this word femininity (laughs) femininity (laughs) um the f word and we're not talking the other one (laughs) what it means to me is i think it means just overall being a bad bitch like because I feel like a bad bitch is tapped into her femininity and her masculinity. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think femininity is, well, some may say it's exclusive to womanhood and it is, but, you know, I feel like to be the ultimate woman, you have to be tapped into your masculine energy as well, you know, Mm -hmm. because if you're holding it down and you're getting it for yourself as a single woman or not, you know you're tapped into both sides of you. And recognizing both sides and being one, I think is true, to me, is true femininity. Femininity is just being a bad bitch and like getting it for yourself and, you know, not letting anything faze you. And just realizing that you are extremely powerful as a woman, you know, you are the creator. literally so that's what femininity means to me I feel like I used to associate that more so with more materialistic things and and looks and beauty right but femininity is way more than that
0: you know
1: as a child I feel like that's what was being thrown in my face through media but as I've gone through my own experience being feminine is more than materialistic things and beauty It's being spiritual, it's having a relationship with God, it's being tapped into the goodness and value that you have, only you have as a woman, Mm -hmm. but still, again, being tapped into both energies, because we would not be ourselves without, you know, the plus Mm -hmm. and the negative.
0: So
1: yeah, that's what Mm -hmm. I think it (laughs) means.
0: I love, I love, I love how you put that. So I actually want to also know for the people that are listening, because they're going to be a few people from the femininity, um, how do you say, it, space, right? And they're probably going to have a problem with you summarizing it as like being a bad bitch, Cause that's but that's why I have this space because I really don't care how you you know how you stuff (laughs) right Right. and that's the stuff I want to address like this is not I'm like I'm not declaring myself as a femininity guru I just want to talk about femininity from um, not such a dainty perspective because that's not the epitome of femininity to every. Like cultural background so I feel right. ignorant like I just don't like it it's mad yuck so, so I'm glad you summarize it the way you said it like you said it perfectly and I couldn't agree more what were some femininity tips you received while growing up
1: Ooh, tips
0: for huh? femininity
1: huh? I'm gonna be honest mm-hmm. I don't feel like I had conversations about femininity as like growing up or Just being a woman growing up, I more so learned from experience Mm -hmm. and just observing those around me and and the women around me. Um, Some tips that I've learned is to not lose yourself around men.
0: Mm. Can you elaborate Um, on that?
1: I just feel like as women, we can just be more susceptible to giving our all to our relationships with men. Mm -hmm. in the workplace and even in our personal relationships and it's actually our womanhood that makes us us and it's important to value that and cater to that when you are working or you know in a personal relationship with the opposite sex so I think that's just important to like never lose yourself and always cater to your womanhood through spiritual practices and you know, also just knowing and and recognizing that being a woman is great, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would say that's something that I've learned to just value yourself as a woman in these spaces where uh, men are dominating and also in your personal relationships with men.
0: I'm actually going to circle back to that. I need to like stick a pin in that one because later on, I'd love to ask you about like the entertainment industry and how it correlates to femininity. But let's stick with the tips because I really like the first one that you mentioned. Like I'm gonna, I need to apply. I need to apply that. Well, not that I ever lose myself.
1: Right. It's not even that you lose yourself. It's just like you probably give a little more than not that you should. Then maybe one is deserving sometimes. Right. I just I don't want to bash men because I'm not a man hater.
0: Mm (laughs) But um, and I don't feel like the I would love to hope that that's not the kind of energy that we would give off but it's definitely not about that order. oh
1: no it's not even about that but it <laughs> is like men kind of have like an over not an overbearing but they seek power they want to be in charge you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of inevitable to sometimes cross a boundary with a woman of course not with every man but when someone has a goal you know it's in and they really want it, like, you know, they're drowning type shit, like, they want it so bad. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just inevitable to cross certain boundaries sometimes. Um, Respectable boundaries, of course, I'm not talking in any, like, like, I don't want people to think I mean that in like a sexual way or anything. Yeah, like inappropriately. But um, again, that's why it's just so important to be grounded in who you are. And understand your value as a woman, mm-hmm. because these motherfuckers be thinking they bring they bring sun to the table, forgetting that we bring the table. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> I've had like a, so many job opportunities. I'm doing air quotes over here, and it's like, first of all, the energy you're giving off in this conversation to begin with it just feels so ill. So this is never going to work out. But I'm going to fake pretend that I'm listening and that I'm interested. And then we're never going to talk again. Right. Period.
1: <laughs> Period. That's exactly how I'll be going down. Mm-hmm. I just think that's really important. And just understanding that I, I I just feel like throughout history and even till this day, like women are being devalued when it's like, our femininity that is the value you know the fact that we are women is the value and I think it's just important to like really hone in on that I know I keep saying the same thing but I guess it's a little hard to explain in a sense where we're just in a culture where certain things are being glamorized that aren't realistic Mm -hmm. for the average woman um and it's discouraging you know when you're trying to go for something that you think is what you should have because of what you're seeing what's being thrown at you via social media and just media in general you know yeah like these relationships with rappers or um glamorous items a luxurious lifestyle like those girls I'm gonna be honest not that they're not tapped into their femininity but they're just not the average woman so what they're showcasing is is not really bringing value to womanhood overall.
0: Do you feel like that like the you know like the black girl luxury or the luxury space facilitates that?
1: No, I think there's levels to that. You know, because there's entrepreneurial black women out there that are successful and living a luxurious life and you know they're out here saying like, "Hey, I worked hard for this."
0: Right, if you really
1: want, you know, they're really sh- like you come up with them. Right, I'm. I'm more still talking in a space of entertainment. Okay, or like influencers, like these girls that just pop up on Instagram with name brand clothes and they're on jets <laughs> and shit, and you're just like, how the fuck are they getting there? You know, yeah. <laughs> see, that's 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 some other shit. Yeah, that is not aligned with you know the platform that you have what the conversation that we're having right now
0: yeah no that's like that is that's just
1: some other that's unrealistic Mm -hmm. that is unrealistic and i'm not saying these girls weren't tapped into their femininity you know i don't really know what the case was to be honest Mm -hmm. but i just want women and girls out there to know that that shit is not real right it's not it's not real and it's unrealistic to the average latina black woman whatever you consider yourself Mm -hmm. What's real is understanding that you are valuable just as you are. You're beautiful. God made you in, in the way that he, she made you.
0: Right. Because a lot of those people, not to say it like that, are doing certain things that you wouldn't really want to even put yourself, like, you know, you wouldn't really want to do for what they get if you can't measure So... Because I don't want to say it and sound like I'm bashing that lifestyle. Yeah,
1: because, you know, there is nothing there is nothing to bash. Like, if that's how you want to lead your life, do you, you know? I know girls that, you know, they be on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> And that's okay. And it doesn't make you any less valuable. I just, again, it's not common to the average woman out there. I was watching this video on YouTube. Uh, I don't, I forgot someone sent it to me. I don't know who created it. I don't have the name, but it was one of those like 10, <laughs> 10 things not to do in your 20s and like how to like keep your womanhood, uh, you know, alive throughout your 20s. And one of the things said that really like, like that that was memorable for me was to not have a baby in your 20s. And that's something that's being so like glamorized right now by I feel like primarily women in entertainment, rappers' girlfriends, you know the Kylie Jenners, these influencer bitches. <laughs> um, and again, like if you have a baby in your twenties, good for you. Life is beautiful.
0: I mean, they can afford. But it.
1: They can, exactly they can afford it. Yeah, they can afford it. It's not something that is doable in. To the average woman in her twenties.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you mean. So don't put yourself through that. Cause you're right. really, really, really hard.
1: Like focus on taking care of yourself. Focus yeah. on your womb healing. Go to the gym. Continue to value yourself so you can continue to be desirable by the man of your dreams in the future. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. also something she mentioned, just like taking care of yourself. Cause there's some girls out here that 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 be 30 years old, looking 40. You don't (laughs) want to be that. Yeah. Or in your 20s, looking 40. You don't want to be that person.
0: Let's move on to... I came up with this question because I have to say it, you know. Not that I'm bashing the entire femininity space on YouTube, but there are certain videos that have a lot of views and I'm just like, what am I listening to right now? So basically what was said was that you can't be feminine while living in the hood so I would I'm gonna ask you did you find it challenging because to me everywhere in the city is the hood you know I agree I agree (laughs) I always say that New York City is
1: the hood until it's not
0: right it's like every every like I need people that are not from here to understand every borough like every neighborhood has its hood activity
1: Literally,
0: activity. So I want to ask you: Did you find it um challenging to, you know, be? Do you find it challenging, feminine, and living here?
1: That is actually such a great question. Like I've never been asked that. I think, I think, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna say yes. Okay. Just like not that it's not doable, you know. Mm Um, I'm. I think I'm very tapped in with my femininity. Uh, living in the hood but i i'm mad sometimes i tell myself like damn i wish i sometimes i wish i didn't grow up in new york city because literally like you said everywhere is the hood and i feel (laughs) like i would live a luxurious life way easier if i wanted to live somewhere in georgia yeah wanted to live somewhere in texas it's way more affordable the places are way more beautiful Nicely designed. A look, more luxurious type layout. You know what I'm saying? Pool in your building. Gym in your building.
0: Yeah. So let's get back into how it's challenging. You said it's because everywhere is basically the hood. And if you were somewhere different. It is.
1: It is challenging. Like even... Okay. So uh, one of my best friends. I love her to death. That's my soul sister. Um, I'm really grateful for her being in my life. Because she's someone too that grew up in another city and you know she grew up poor she'll admit that and because of that now that she's older she um likes a more she she, you know she wants to live a luxurious lifestyle so um when it comes to money she tries to keep a a good mindset about money so that she could afford
0: luxurious
1: Mm -hmm. items and like um you know things like getting her nails done brazilians um just like those things that women do to upkeep themselves facials yeah she wants to get them and she wants to get those services done by the best of the best i
0: understand and
1: that's another thing here in new york like getting your nails done for example i really didn't notice this until um i was friends with her
0: mhm
1: um but she was paying like she's she's from chicago so she would pay um uh, Maybe 60 to $80 for manny mani-pedi.
0: For both?
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. Not 60 This was, like, before gel. Because there's levels to getting your nails done. Like, first, yeah. you start off with the manis and pedis regular. Then you start doing gel. And then you start doing, like, acrylic. gel, A-press, acrylic, all that shit. <laughs> yeah. So, at the time, we were still on our mani-pedi shit. Okay. Um. So, she was spending $40 for a mani-pedi in Chicago. And then I was spending here $20.
0: Right.
1: Because that's how it is in the hood. $20 for a uh, mani-pedi. Monday through Wednesday at the Chinese spot, you know?
0: $40. And
1: when I went to to Chicago to get my nails done at her salon, Mm -hmm. I realized the difference. You know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, like the difference feeling?
1: Yeah. Like just one, the difference in the nail salon. Two, the difference in how the workers um were treating the customers. Mm. Three, in the products and how long the products lasted on my nails. Um, same thing with gel. When I did gel over over here in the salon that I was going to, that it cost thirty, but in my girl salon it cost fifty. I noticed the difference, you mm. know, mm-hmm. and. Well, I say this because in New York, it's so oversaturated with people doing these types of services. You're not you have to be mindful and discern which ones are actually providing a good service that are good for your body. Yeah. You know, because some of these salons, they're not cleaning um, their machines and, and you can get like bacterial infections on your feet, on your hands, on your skin. Like, you have to be more mindful of those things and not just go with something because it's an affordable or cheap
0: price. Right, exactly. Now, at first when you said, I'm like, I know it's not like the spot that cuts the nail polish with acetone.
1: (laughs) No, no, no.
0: no But I'm glad you it. A
1: lot of spots in New York be doing that too. I hate that shit.
0: And that's why you get it for like $25.
1: right. And that's fucked. And they be cutting their their gel too with the acetone as well, or the polish remover. That should be getting me tight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It don't even like sit good on your nail, like ugh, horrible. So now you know, as I'm taking care of myself as a woman, you know, because being feminine, you know, is upkeeping yourself as well. Mm-hmm. I'm more mindful of these things as i find new nail techs and like places to do my brazilian wax and and things of that nature because you know you don't want to go in for a service and come out and your skin's fucked up your nails falling off like that's horrible yeah and and that's why i say it's harder it is harder in new york to um to 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 be feminine in the hood it is harder even oh. with these, like, Dominican salons, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm sorry, but minorities, we don't have the best business etiquette. I'm just being honest. Like, when it comes to my people, I do not see them having the best business practices. Hence, another reason why I think it's hard to be be feminine in the hood. Was,
0: and then also just eating is. right. Upset. Excuse me? Like, are you saying that from the perspective of getting, like, upset and maybe out of character
1: um that and also just things like business business practice business etiquette like lateness you know Mm -hmm. like i booked a a hair appointment once with this girl she was african-american and her you know she had me waiting for like 40 minutes to get my hair done and you know tell me you're going to be late, you know, text me. Cause I have things to do throughout my day. Like I'm not even trying to be bougie, but like, I am an independent artist. Like I do a lot on my day-to-day basis. Yeah. And my upkeep is also a lot on my day-to-day basis. But so it's like, just, it's just, it's just common sense to me. But to some people, those types of things are hard. Or when I go to some of my, um, one of my other hairstylists, the prices change out of nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. maybe you should notify your loyal customers that you changed your prices. Okay. Just so that you're not bombarded spending extra money when you're going in for a service. You know what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. I like, wanna- it's just little things like that.
0: I hear you. I hear you a thousand percent. But i want to get into, like, from another perspective, because some people argue that it's hard to be feminine in the hood because um, of how we have to deal with a certain kind of male archetype that's really aggressive, you know. Um, they don't know how to take no when, you know, they're trying to approach you. So would you agree on um, it's hard to be feminine living in the hood from that perspective? Mm. When
1: you ask me that question, now I see it as, is it hard being a bad bitch and walking down the block? (laughs) (laughs) In that case, yes. Oh my God. Let me tell you a story. When I was, I have horrible stories. When I was 14, I'm walking home from the supermarket with my stepsister. At the time, I lived deep in Queens, more in like a suburban type area. So, the walk to the 5%. supermarket, I live deep in Queens, more in like a suburban type area. So, the walk to the supermarket was about 10, 15 minutes there and back, meaning like 15 minutes there and then 15 minutes back as well.
0: Okay.
1: And we're walking, and this guy in a car literally um, stops us once, trying to talk to us, and like, no, I'm not interested. Mind you, I'm 14. Obviously, if this nigga has a car and he's driving in New York, you got to be 18 to drive nine times out of 10. These people are somewhere in their 20s.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I'm 14. My sister is 16. We're walking home. And then he stops us again. Like we walk maybe four blocks. He stops us four blocks again. Yo, I'm trying to talk to you. I'm like, sir, we're not interested. Okay, boom. We continue walking third time. I go off on this nigga. Because I'm like, yo, like, what the fuck? I'm 14 years old. Why the fuck you keep trying to talk to me? I said no already. Like, that's that. So then, whatever, he drives off. And then me and my sister are walking. Fifth time. This nigga pulls up on me and throws a snowball at my face.
0: Ew, that is so yuck.
1: So horrible. And it wasn't even snow. It was like leftover snow from already a week. So that shit was basically ice. And he hit me in my face with that. And I was only 14 years old. Right. And this was a grown-ass man. And in that aspect, yes. And at that time, like girl, I wasn't thinking about being a bad bitch at 14.
0: Right, right. So
1: that was just some weirdo shit. So if that's happening to me at 14, as a little girl. Imagine now as an adult at 26, going on 27.
0: Would you say, though, like, the approach is different now that you're older?
1: I would say no. Like, I still be getting catcalled. Um, you know, the other day, I'm, I'm in my car with the window down, and there's traffic, and there's a UPS driver looking at me, and he literally, like, does, like, psst to Ooh. me. As I'm driving by. Like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. It's scary. It's creepy. And it's weird.
0: Yeah. They don't understand.
1: And the weirdo vibes haven't changed from 2011 to 2021. Mm. You know, it, it's unfortunate. Um, I do think these men that approach women that way it's a certain type of man it's not every man thank right. god right um, but it is very common here in new york city because again like you mentioned majority of new york city is the fucking hood
0: yeah i also had that happen to me in a non-hood like in a suburban area well because you were basically in a suburban area of queens so i was in a suburban area of the Bronx. i was in riverdale if anybody's familiar with that area You know that it's not like predominantly whatever would be in the hood. So I'm walking down the street, minding my business, and like a man, a white man, literally rolled up on me like I was a like a prostitute or something. Like was looking at me crazy, and I felt so uncomfortable. So I just want to make just want to elaborate. Like I just want to make note that it just it's not just happening in the hood. It could happen in a suburban area. And it can happen in the workplace. It can happen in the workplace. So for that for me, like I feel like it was emphasized a little too much within that community, or at least the bad videos that I saw. Um, that you know, you can't live in the hood and feminine. Like some it doesn't matter where you are, there's you there's a possibility you have to get a little quote unquote masculine and bark at somebody. So yeah. that's why I, why I asked the question, because I just feel like i i want to you know get someone who lives in a familiar environment as myself perspective on you know what i've picked up from the femininity space on youtube so um my next question would be what's a way a woman from the the hood can tap into the their black or latina girl energy um, Lux girl energy so introducing luxury into their life how should they start i would
1: definitely for me i feel like it started with getting my nails done because as you know even though not every nail salon as i mentioned earlier is the best nail salon mm-hmm. like growing up in new york like getting your nails done was just a thing you know um, and it was just admired to, like, eventually get, like, acrylic nails. Like, if your parents let you go get your nails done at the salon with acrylics, it's, like, oh, my God, I'm going to school with my nails done. <laughs> it was just, it was just, like, a sign a, oh. a signification of, of, I don't even want to say, like, beauty, but your womanhood, honestly. Mm,
0: like, it like was your big, bar mitzvah.
1: Yeah, like, it was, like, a thing for you to do, like, even as we, si- I never had a sweet 16 or a sweet 15, but I would always see friends around me that had them, like they got acrylics, you know, <laughs> it's just a sign of, of, or a symbol of your womanhood, like becoming a grown woman, you know? Yeah. Um, which I think is a great start for a young girl. Go get your nails done. Mm-hmm. Go get your nails done. And I think that's the one part of our body that like, if it gets ruined, it could definitely be repaired for yeah. sure yeah eyebrows no <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I think that's another thing too like like waxing mm-hmm. I don't know is it bad that I'm talking about like beauty things upkeep no Cause cause I just feel like that's really important
0: or just spirituality but you know they're we're, we're we're saying how do we start and i feel like and when you start when on the outside it kind of starts to feel good on the inside
1: yeah like you look good you feel good
0: work, but if you look good you feel good
1: yeah if you yeah. look good you feel good and i feel like nails when your nails are done even like not with acrylics like your natural nails just painting them like we all know how getting your nails done just makes you feel leveled up mhm <laughs> So I think that is one way physically, Mm -hmm. spiritually. um, For me, like music is kind of like my spirituality. It it really helps me deal with my emotions. It helps me feel not crazy when I'm listening to lyrics. And there are other people out there, other women, because I listen to a lot of female rap that relate to me Mm -hmm. or I could relate to them. Or have experienced the same things I've experienced. I think listening to music is a great way to make you feel in your bag. Yeah. Especially especially women rappers, women hip hop artists, even R and B artists. Like listen to some listen to some Nicki Minaj. Listen to some fucking cash doll.
0: Mm -hmm. Cash doll,
1: all her music is real.
0: I'm not gonna lie. You what? She gets me there. Like she I like
1: Yeah. no cash doll be getting me there and even some of the newcomers now like lotto i've been rocking with lotto since she was like 16 like when you come up with these artists like you know it it makes you feel like you can do it too Mm -hmm. and that's with anything that you do same with cardi i love cardi i love cardi because i literally watched this girl from my city
0: the gutter Mm -hmm.
1: of my city look at where she's at now owns mansions in different countries hits on the charts her music is inspiring you know what I'm saying like music will definitely get you in your bag will definitely get you out of whatever rut you're feeling um there's times where I come home some days and I feel like shit for whatever reason I'll throw on Cardi B get up 10. I've <laughs> <laughs> been down nine times and I get up 10.
0: That's a good one that is a or else I'll,
1: I'll throw on my song Babbage Bitch Anthem
0: because
1: it's like I gotta remind myself like yo I made this track.
0: Mm-hmm. I wrote
1: this track when, from a place where I wasn't feeling my best self and I wrote this track because I wanted to create something for girls women primarily to remember who the fuck they are.
0: I know that's right.
1: Period. So that's how I would say You tap into your femininity. Sorry, you guys know I suck at pronouncing that word. That's (laughs) how I would say you tap into the F word via physical and spiritual. One, getting your nails done. Two, listening to some bad bitch
0: music. I like that. So even um... if
1: it's heartfelt music, by the way, because you gotta tap, you gotta let yourself feel. If you're feeling down, sometimes you just gotta let that shit feel through you. I mean, I want some summer walker, you
0: know, definitely tapping into your feminine energy, like tapping into your emotions is so important. And I feel like I'm not that great at like speaking on it. I have to find someone to co-host with me. Um, But I definitely want to talk about allowing yourself to be uh, sensitive and feel and not always putting on a hard face for society just because of the environment we we live in um like they have to accept that we're, fe- we're we're women that's what I feel like we have to start emphasizing like listen we're women we don't we shouldn't have to walk around so hard faced all the time in order for us to be fake safe because we're not safe at all but you know you get what I mean like yeah and within, uh, within the uh, inner city the hood the ghetto As some would say, like ghetto, (laughs) you have to put on like a hard shell, or you develop a hard shell. And I would agree that that is kind of tapping, that is tapping into your masculine energy, which is important. But we shouldn't have to be like that twenty four seven, and that's like living here. So I guess that would mean I kind of agree with them in the sense of that it's hard. you know um it is hard it is hard living in New York but I I just feel like let's not just single out the hood like it's hard being feminine period sometimes like I've been in certain environments where I feel like I have to you know be cold just so that a man won't try to flirt with me like let's just get to business and I feel like I shouldn't have to live like that you get what I mean yeah it's respect that I'm I'm a woman you're a man but don't push the boundaries
1: yeah I think it's not really I mean sometimes it is a location thing because let's not forget like we have it even though we're deeming it as hard or difficult mm-hmm. in some aspects there's some countries where women literally have to be completely covered exactly. you know or can't even say anything in their household so we're definitely blessed in many ways to be women in america and be as feminine as we want to be mm-hmm. unfortunately um for generations men have been raised to lack respect for women mm-hmm. um, in many different cultures and that has translated into many different areas of our day-to-day lives uh, you know, in the streets, in establishments, in the workplace, um, in certain industries, especially entertainment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where men feel like, uh, you know, their their sexuality is is their power, and they use that against women. Um, it's unfortunate, but this is just the the conversations that need to happen because, again, not all men act like this. But there are a lot of men that do. And they need to be called out. Yeah. And they, that type of behavior needs to get put to rest.
0: Or, Abolished. Or, like, it's Down to the depths of hell. That people can't just conduct business. And keep it that way.
1: And keep it that way. Like and so, and not- like, men need to... Men, they try to say women are emotional. Like, real talk, men are emotional. Mm-hmm. When you hit up a girl... Talking about, oh, you know, let me sit down with you. Uh, I really want to talk about how we could do business together. And you use that as a segue because you want to talk to her or you have other intentions with her that go beyond business. That's not how you go about it. Period.
0: I would say... Sorry, continue, my bad.
1: No, no, finish.
0: I thought you were... Well, no, I thought you were. But I wanted to add, like, especially... If, like, you say you do um, agree to link with someone because they're not too forward via what however you communicate initially, but then you meet in person, and then they're just super forward, and, like, you kind of play, you turn it down, and they get defensive. Sir, that's giving too much. <laughs> what are you doing here? Please let me know. Let me know right now, because that's, ew, like, yeah Yeah, no it gets
1: it gets weird it definitely gets weird um when men come into the picture sometimes again not all men are like this I want to emphasize that um but there are a lot that (laughs) I don't know what they're giving (laughs) honestly Fiona I don't know um
0: I can tell you damn that was so loud sorry
1: I can tell you about an experience I
0: once had where I, I wanted to ask, but I didn't want to be forward, because <laughs> that's basically our next question. Like, how does your femininity affect your work, your work in the entertainment industry?
1: I think it affects it a lot, especially when working with individuals of the music industry, mm-hmm. because. Um, I don't know, I think sex, sexuality and just inappropriate relationships is very common uh, in the music industry and, you know, obviously most of those types of things of that nature are kept on the DL Mm -hmm. even amongst like uh, smaller artists, smaller creators Um, I could tell you about this one experience and, you know, this is another thing too I think women sometimes uh and I'm guilty of this as well. We tend to act a little bit naive or ignore our intuition when we really want something. Like, for example, I I can just share an experience. I really wanted to get into directing more music videos and producing more music videos for other artists. And, you know, I have a lot of friends that make music. So mm-hmm. I reached out to some of them. And one in particular, um, you know... We linked up and everything to have a meeting in regards to producing a video for them. And it kind of just turned into not what I really expected because this dude wanted to talk to me, you know, Mm -hmm. on a more personal level. And he used that as an opportunity um, to to try to holla at me, which is lame as fuck, you know, Mm -hmm. like here I am thinking one that's really discouraging. Cause here exactly. I am thinking like you want to rock with me because of my talents, but no, you actually want to rock with me because you want to fuck or you you want to date me, whatever the case is. That's lame as fuck, honestly. Um, and it's misleading, and it's not good behavior to have as an individual at all. You know, because now if I'm if I ever come across an opportunity where I might need someone like you, I will never contact you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so now th- that relationship th- is just burned, and they're probably not gonna contact me because obviously they want to fuck with me, but I don't want to fuck with them in that type of way. Mm-hmm. So it's just dumb. It's just like money, money being lost. Honestly, potential money just being lost.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, yeah I think in the music industry, like these types, it, it's hard. It's hard being feminine in the music industry as well. It's hard being a woman in entertainment in general. Because you have to be taken serious. You have to be taken serious. To me, like, now when I maneuver, I really don't even like reaching out to people Mm -hmm. to do, like, collaborations, quote-unquote. When I say collaborations, I mean not paid collaborations. Mm -hmm. If it's not going to... I'm more open reaching out to women for it than men because I want to work with women men I just be too I'm like I have to be wary about them because they might have an underlying intention that I'm unaware about Mm -hmm. and that's why it's important as a woman to like really discern um who you work with in general uh, but also with men because you know you don't want to ruin your reputation um you don't want to build a bad reputation and you don't want to just make yourself feel low unworthy by doing certain things that aren't necessary
0: Sorry, to that, get what you want yeah i thought you were gonna say some more and i didn't want to continue like cutting you off <laughs> you know um so that was great i want to ask though Do you feel like you have to present yourself in a certain way to be palatable and marketable? And I'm asking this because um, I do agree in a certain uh, aspect that when we communicate, we should communicate effectively. Like if we're having Mm -hmm. a press conference or something like what we're doing now, that's why I'm enunciating the shit out of what I'm, I'm saying. But I'm also like still speaking how I would regularly speak. Um, I brought this up because um, the femininity space would like to uh, mention how we as women of the hood communicate, you know, we say nigga, we curse a lot, Right. <laughs> we're loud, and, you know, they, like, I, girl, one time, it was a YouTube commercial, um, this, this woman, she did a skit, and she had, like, a blonde wig, and I think she... No, let me not even say that because I don't want to put anything out there that didn't really happen. I'm creating a false memory. But make a long story short, she was like doing like a Miami ratchet girl kind of accent, and reckless shit. And then in the next scene, it was like, "Is that the kind of woman you want to be?" I said, "Wow, that's crazy." There's another way of communicating you know how a woman should start to carry herself or communicate that wasn't it now you're being a bully so i want to ask you if you you know do you feel like you have to speak a certain way in order to be palatable or marketable
1: um i think you should just be yourself Mm
0: -hmm.
1: no matter who you are you should just be yourself um I do think if you're trying to be in a certain space, meaning very elite, corporate, money space, yes, you do have to present yourself a certain way. Like the hood shit, you have to throw that out the window. Because motherfuckers with millions of dollars, when you're trying to do real business with them, not in terms of like an investment, investment in you and who you are, that's different. When it comes to like real business matters, purchasing houses and like assets, I do think all that hood shit goes out the window. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Jay-Z, Jay-Z didn't have an investment in the Barclays Center and gentrify the entire Brooklyn. Um, just had to throw that out there. I'm sorry. No shade. <laughs> um, with his, you know, his hood antics. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm sure he had to tone that down mm-hmm. later on in the road to, to, to be who he is today. I mean, he and
0: definitely did like if he, yeah, has entered his past interviews and how he speaks, yeah, now
1: like that's, that's just the fact. like the hood shit de- definitely like you gotta you gotta know when to like turn it on and off, I think when you're trying to be in certain spaces. Mm-hmm. but ultimately, you should always be yourself. like me, that's who I am. Like I'm honestly more comfortable with it now than I was maybe a few years ago, like hood bitch (laughs) I ain't ain't that hood you know there's levels to it Mm -hmm. I ain't from the trenches hood but I grew up in New York and if you talk to me a certain way I'm gonna knock you out (laughs) 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 no but um yeah I just think ultimately you should be yourself and if you are trying to be in certain spaces yes you know you gotta discern when and where you can act a certain way
0: yeah I agree it's definitely like when I'm at work, I do not like sometimes I might slip up, but then I like snatch it back in and I don't speak. I, I code switch. And then when I'm at home, I have my different voice. And when I'm out with different friends, you know, like I have my voice, like not a different voice for each environment, but I feel like it's unintentional, but it's necessary because you got to blend in with your environment. Yeah. I'm speaking sure. like this where I live. If I spoke like this, Girl. They'd be like, well, who what? Who is who is this girl? Not to right. say I have to be the product of my environment. I'm not saying Yeah. That-
1: and but you are, you know? And right. I don't think I don't think like to be a product of your environment, There's if you're from it. the hood, you need to talk or act a certain way. Right. A
0: product of your
1: environment can go any way. You know what I'm saying? I do. So yeah, I think that's a stereotype people need to, like, let go of. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this person's a product of their environment. Yeah, but so am I. <laughs> Some mm-hmm. people from my environment are in jail. Some people from my environment have 30 kids at the age of 25. Some people from my environment are college-educated, pursuing art, c- careers in the arts, which is me.
0: Uh, hey, another plug. And I like that you mentioned that because um, I definitely want this platform to celebrate the women of the hood that have made major accomplishments because I feel like what certain femininity gurus are doing, they're erasing the existence of women like, hmm, I don't know, Serena Williams. She's from Compton. Um, I don't know what part of Chicago Michelle Obama's from. I'm going to do my research. But if it's the hood, you're erasing the fact that people from the hood do make it far just with certain rhetoric it just came off so tacky and ill and I know this is my second this might be my actually my third episode but I'm I'm gonna mention that every episode that my biggest problem with the femininity space is that it really paints the hood it in the space of a big ass stereotype
1: right and the hood honestly creates the culture to be honest
0: Hello. Like, look at Cardi B.
1: Sometimes I get a little iffy with Cardi because like I'm so proud of how far she's come. Mm. But when she's in these certain spaces, I do feel like offended. I just feel like white people in particular, when they're interviewing her and like trying to repeat what she says, they're like making a mockery.
0: I of her. So... do you I... ever feel that I... way? I did. Like there was one time, um, she was just, like, speaking in, you know, like, the, you know, the way we speak, you know, wish blah, 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 like, chirp, 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 you know, doing all of that, and they were laughing, but the laugh, to me, just felt mad. Like, y'all don't even understand. It's why. like, I
1: wonder what they're saying in their head as right. they're laughing at
0: her, or with her, whatever. Are you laughing saying? at her, or with her? I
1: definitely... Right. So, sometimes, I, I do wish, like, she... And she's toned herself down a lot, I feel she like. She has, she's grown. Like, I she's think. still herself, but she's toned down a lot mm-hmm. from when she first started to now. But sometimes I, I don't, I don't, yeah. Like, making her host the American Music Awards, like, I feel like that was it. in some sense, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I'm glad you understand what I'm
0: saying. I do, and I feel like I'm like not to say like menstrually, but like kind of making her. I mean, I don't, I didn't watch it, so I don't. I'm not saying that that's how I feel, but I've definitely felt like that in like past and in interviews that I've seen. Was sort of making a like a mockery, like yeah. Uh, I'm I feel like there's a specific term, and I'm drawing a blank right now. But I definitely get what you mean.
1: Yeah. It's like modern day not blackface, but you know how they would like mm-hmm. like put like in cartoons, put like a black man, dark skinned black man dancing around and eating right. watermelon. Now, and that, that was like the show.
0: Right now, since I can do that. Let me see. I'm gonna Google that right now.
1: That's literally what it feels like they do to some of our people that have these this type of um influence when they're making them the host of the American Music Awards. You know what I'm saying?
0: hmm Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm still Googling. I'm making sure, like, is it menstrual? Um, I'm over here Googling, girl, because I know exactly what you're talking about. Menstrual show. Okay, so that's where it's derived from. So, I don't know if I can pronounce this. I think it's menstrual. See, was a form of, oh, okay was an American form of racist entertainment developed in the early 19th century. Each show consisted of comic skits, variety acts, dancing, and performances that depicted people specifically of African descent. And technically, she is. I know people disagree, but she is of African descent. No, she is.
1: She (laughs) is Asian and Dominican.
0: Right, but you know, people don't argue that down. Um, The shows were performed by mostly white people in makeup or blackface for the purpose of playing the role of a black person. But there were some African-American performers and um, black-only minstrel groups that toured. Girl! I didn't know that part. But yeah, so yeah, minstrel. How is it spelled? M-I-N-S-T-R-E-L. Or minstrel. Mm,
1: minstrel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess that's, in a sense, what.
0: So basically, like, the rest of the, of the definition for the people that are listening, and for you too, so you don't have to go, like, read it. <laughs> um, it just depicts Black people as dimwitted, lazy, buffoonish, superstitious, and happy-go-lucky.
1: And Cardi B isn't all of those things at all.
0: No, but i But I, I don't it's know. It's
1: just. It's just like a modern day, version of this. It feels like sometimes.
0: No, I totally get that, and it's and of- they do
1: it. They do it in the news as well. They do it in the news as well when you know these types of people are being interviewed,
0: mm-hmm. um, out of
1: the hood, and they go viral. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, um, I get what you're saying, though, when um, you're saying that certain individuals uh, in the limelight kind of they don't necessarily abandon that they come from the hood, but it just gets lost in the sauce. And when it is known that they're from the hood, it's kind of like Cardi B, like it feels like a mockery. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's my personal opinion. And, and this is no shade to cardi at all because she's getting them coins and i know that's what's more important to her um and i'm proud of where she is today mm-hmm. but and this is just one specific example of a woman that i can think of because there's no other female artists out that like is as powerful as she is right now mm-hmm. other than nikki but nikki nikki wasn't i mean i'm not gonna say she's not a hood bitch because she is but she's definitely one that um you know turns it on and off i think yeah in the right spaces
0: but i definitely feel like that's how we should carry ourselves not to say like that like not to say yeah that, that's not any shade towards cardi because you know somebody would take that and be like oh you favorite nikki or oh you favorite cardi. no oh no, not- yeah
1: not at all like i love them both and- right I love Cardi because at least she gets to ke- come up being who she is.
0: Yeah.
1: Nikki, during, yeah. her, during her time, it wasn't like that.
0: Cause honestly, turns- I remember seeing her, like, what, 2016?
1: Who, um, Cardi?
0: Yeah, like, just off of, like, the strength. Instagram,
1: of- yeah.
0: Instagram. Like, when she was, like, New York City famous. Before right, because she up. was
1: a she was a personality being this person before mm-hmm. she she was like a huge rap star.
0: Right. So
1: it's diff- their come-ups are completely different.
0: Yeah. But uh that leaves me with the last question of the podcast. And thank you so much and thank you for your patience and thank you for your time. Of course. <laughs> um, who's a hood fan that inspires you? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Who is a hood femme that inspires you?
1: Oh, who is a hood femme that inspires me? I would give it to currently that I can come up like off the dome. Um, Definitely Cardi B. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Cardi B. I've mentioned her so much throughout this this interview. <laughs> I just, again, like, I specifically love her because, like, I genuinely watched her come up. Mm-hmm. And it's just so beautiful to see everything that she's achieved and, like, where she comes from. Um, our routes are definitely completely different, our mm-hmm. paths and our stories, but I draw a lot of inspiration from her just off the simple fact, like, if she can do it, so can I.
0: And you know, so I was going to ask you, how much Cardi did you listen to before you wrote Bad Bitch Anthem?
1: Uh, how much Cardi did I listen to? <laughs> I mean, I didn't listen to her, like, you know, before I wrote Bad Bitch Anthem, meaning like directly before. But mm-hmm. I've been listening to Cardi B since she dropped um gangsta bitch music volume one <laughs> and i missed that cardi because i was listening to gangsta bitch music volume two the other day like nah i missed this version of cardi like this is like nasty gritty girl cardi yeah now she's she's still like that but not not that much like
0: but that same- happens just to most artists when they you know start yeah once, once they get
1: once they like, get on the charts huh? they gotta they gotta move different yeah but um yeah cardi b and also uh i think her name is is it jessica ramos jessica ocasio the the uh a politician from the bronx
0: um oh see i don't know how yeah
1: to- the senate girl Wait, let me look up her name real quick. Right sound...
0: Oh Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yes,
1: her. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Um, I don't know why I thought Jessica um speaking. But yeah, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, um, the, the politician out of New York. I really like her a lot as well. Um, I'm definitely not one hundred percent super familiar with, with her um her story and her background, but I know that she was a waiter before she became a politician. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that she transitioned and and is like now one of the most popular public figures in the United States, being as young as she is, a Latina woman, also she's from New York. Mm -hmm. And she used to be a waiter, which honestly, I've spent a lot of time in hospitality myself, and I know the struggle in that industry. I just think it's dope that she was able to transition into a career that is, like, way more beneficial to our world and especially our city here in New York. So shout out to her. Um, Those are two, like, hood fans that I think are very inspirational to me right now, for sure. I
0: love that they're one's, like, a rapper and one's a politician Um, because I do want to make note that on this platform, we are celebrating every kind of hood femme, from politician to the beautician on the block. Okay, everyone's getting celebrated on this app. I'm on this app, on this podcast because you know, like you said earlier, hood fems, we shape the culture. You know, if it
1: literally, literally, the
0: the um the nails trend really wouldn't be what it is today.
1: That's a fact.
0: So, thank you. <laughs> um, well, You're welcome. Oh no, that thank you was for for them. Like you know, um, oh, but I do was bad. I was to say thank you. <laughs> you cut <laughs> off a you. little bit. Um, thank you for taking the time out to speak with the gang today. Um, and you said everything so lovely, so articulately. In my perspective, I don't care how anybody else takes it. I really enjoyed this chat with you today, Victoria. And can you let everybody know where to find you? We're gonna drop a little snippet of your your song if I can at the end of this. If I can edit that in, that'll be perfect. But tell everyone where can they find you on social media.
1: You can find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, t- Twitter, everything at Experience V. That's like Experience the word and then V. The. As in Victoria, E as an elephant, E as an elephant. Make sure you follow me. I'll follow you guys back. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much for having me. Honestly, oh, I've, well. it was actually one of my goals for November to get on a podcast, and I was like so happy that you started one.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm glad. I'm happy that you, you know, took the time out to speak with us today.
1: Yes, of course. And guys, make sure you listen to my single bad bitch anthem it's streaming everywhere check out the music video on youtube it's super dope um and i think it'll definitely get you tapped into your femininity the
0: f word (laughs) (laughs) all right so i actually do not know how to end this call right now so i'm gonna have to edit this out but if you
1: okay i could just hit finish recording
0: oh okay so then it's probably on your end
1: okay so i'm gonna stop it thank you
0: so much you're welcome have a good the rest good rest of your what is it
1: today Friday happy Friday